Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Lotus Chat. This is episode 62. We have me, Jazzy, Miss Jen, and Miss Zian. And tonight's topic, we are talking about I am not my limiting beliefs. So we'll go into this by sharing what our limiting beliefs are and um, what we have come up against. So would either of you like to share first? All right. How you yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, I'll go first. And um, I have to say that this topic particularly hit um, me when I, when I was thinking about like things we can discuss because of the fact there's so much change going on in my life right now to the point where I am coming face to face with what I call limiting beliefs. And I know a lot of people have probably heard the term limiting belief which are things that we might feel inside of our minds limit us to do something, say something, be something, and even go beyond to reach whatever goal or whatever dream that we have is how I define a limiting belief. And there are certain things that I feel that build or, or give birth to some of our limiting beliefs um, that can definitely come from things in our childhood, things that we've grown up with, uh, things that we've heard, things that have been told to us, where it kind of just creates that belief, that limiting belief. And it just kind of like that little monkey on our back. It stays on our back and it just sits there as we go through life and it affects certain things in our lives. And for me, um, I've had a few limiting beliefs growing up, a big one being um, that I was not enough. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of those limiting beliefs that looking back, I can kind of feel and sense and even physically see now wh why I had that belief growing up. And it pretty much for me, when I, when I used to tell myself, why am I not enough? It came from the fact that I felt in a lot of my relationships, especially with the relationship I had with my parents, that there were certain aspects of that relationship that were not in balance. So, you know, there was times when I did want more love, when I did want more affection, when I did want not, you know, I, I wanted to be seen by them. I wanted to be heard. And there were certain times in my life where I felt like I was like, you know, because I was a child, it, I was made to feel kind of small sometimes. And I felt like, well, you know, if I raise my voice, is that going to get me heard? Is that going to get me noticed? Is that going to make the person know that I matter? and that I should matter. And so growing up, I started thinking, well, maybe if I was a little quieter, maybe people would want to give me more love. Maybe if I was a little more like, and the word that's coming into my head was like more flexible, less, you know, this and that, maybe somebody would be willing to give a little more to me when it came to relationships. And then I started realizing that I started letting a lot of my, some of the boundaries that I should have had, healthy boundaries, and that started creating these unhealthy relationships. And again, it's like all these steps that led me to realize that this whole feeling of not feeling enough was because I just wanted to be recognized. I just wanted to be told that I was important that I was, you know, that I, the, those words, I love you as you are. I love you 
as the person you are. I love your heart. I love your soul. Like it's beautiful when you hear it for the first time. And I do remember one instance when I finally did hear those words from some a person, from another person, how just like, whoa. And it was an instant, like, this is the person that I want to be with for the rest of my life. And I'm sure if you've been following Lotus Chat, I've mentioned how I was in a very long-term relationship where I was going to get married to this person. And it was just the most beautiful thing that I was like, wow. And long story short, it was in realizing that I was enough, that I deserved more, that I should be asking more in my relationships that I decided it was not the one for me. And now moving forward, I've taken all these lessons and all these realizations about myself and where I've been and where I'm going and realized that I should be basically calling in those healthier relationships in my life. It's not an easy process, guys, going in and out of relationship, trying to find the ones that are healthy. And I'm not just talking about significant others, friendships, you know, even familial relationships. But that is one of the biggest ones, I think, for me. That is, I've felt such a big transformation the last couple of years, especially going through this, the program that we've all been a part here, all of us Lotus ladies together. It is such a transformative program when you are faced with your limiting beliefs, where they come from, and what's possible when you are able to get past them and see yourself for the beautiful, amazing person that you are. Thank you so much for sharing, Jen. Thank you for trusting us and the listeners for sharing such deep um, moments of your life. And um, um, building upon what you just said about, you know, that feeling or that self-belief that I'm not good enough. I have the similar self-belief like that. I think mine was more like, I don't matter. My opinions don't matter. And, you know, very similar to basically I'm not good enough, you know, but it's that feeling or that self-belief that I don't matter. And I carry around this story or narrative um, a lot in my head. I think very much so growing up um, with my grandmother, um, I have to say I love her so much. She, she was my roommate at a very big part of my life. We sleep together. But I think it is how she was being brought up in her generation that led to how she was treating me. She loves me and I can feel that, but I was always compared to my brothers. I was the only daughter and a middle child and I have two brothers and I was always the person that has to take the secondary stuff. Everything from having like the, the, the lesser chicken down to food all the way to opinions oh let's see what your brother says or like you know the the sons have the last say in the house and it's a very asian thinking and very like so conservative and sometimes i'll go like what does that even exist now now that i'm growing up i mean now that i'm an adult but as i was growing up when i was a child and these are like you know what jazzy said the formative years you know these are the years that i'm constantly the secondary place in the family I'm always the one that 
oh, it doesn't matter what you think or it doesn't matter what you say. As long as your brother says this, or the male in the family says this, we're going to go ahead with that. And I think I lived with that narrative for a really long time. And I always thought that, oh, it doesn't affect me. I'm now grown up already. That's when I was a child. But then I realized this really affected me when I started writing my academic paper. And it's so amazing because why would writing a paper actually got to do with you're not good enough because this constantly comes up every time when I meet with my mentor my mentor will go like you are regurgitating what other people are saying what did you say what are your thoughts what are you thinking why can't I see you in your own paper and I was like what there's no I wrote this paper. What do you mean you can't see me? I'm here. Just say, no, you're not. You are just reiterating what other people's opinions, you're, you're saying what other people are saying, but none of it is you. Where are you in this paper? I went through months and months of that trying to, and then I was like, what's happening? I mean, I'm the author. I'm writing this paper, but she's like, no, I don't see you. I don't, I don't feel you. I don't hear you at all. I want your voice to be heard. I want your voice to be seen. You have to write it from your own mind. And that's when I really went into the whole like, oh my God, like this really affected me. It's true because I kept thinking my head, the voice in my head kept telling me my opinions doesn't matter. It's not about me. Mm not about what I think, it's about what other people think. But it's not true because my opinions matter. And I learned so much throughout this journey that I realized this limiting self-belief when I was young carried through in multiple ways, multiple like dimensions, shape and form. It, it just keeps showing up and it's on me to kind of fight this negative self-belief, this limiting self-belief I have in my head. Yeah. Absolutely. I totally resonate with that, how it just starts showing up in your life unconsciously. Mm -hmm. You know, we picked up this belief because we made a decision at the, in certain moments, whether it be um, by the chance that someone that we cared about, our family, our, um, our environment says that um, they they kind of either create an exclusion to our opinion or who we are. And then, so we're like, oh, okay. And then we learn how to adjust and shift. So we, in ways like form to what our environment wants of us, expects of us. So um, for me, I know that what I just learned recently in my discovery about my uh, previous um, limiting beliefs that I'm actually shifting out of is I made a decision back when I was four. Now, this is a, this comes from a traumatic event where I was actually sexually abused by my babysitter, who was also my cousin. And in that year, I had decided and believed that um, I was unworthy of being safe, being heard, being seen being believed, um, being loved, being truly loved. So I doubted, so I couldn't trust. So the limiting belief was I can't really trust anyone, even if it's my own family. Um, my parents are supposed to love me, but they're not watching me or taking care of me. So they left me with this person who, who did this. And I, I created this, um, this safety zone. And, and 
really what this ends up, how this shows up in my life is that I wouldn't be able to receive what people would say to me. I would want to believe it, but did I really believe it at the core? No. Um, And so that creates a disconnect, right? Of wanting to believe and yet unconsciously not believing and also um, not being heard and seen, like that was a big deal. So that also inadvertently that made like how I show up in places is that um, I would play small um, and, or no, it doesn't really, it's, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It's okay. But inside the vo- the inner voice inside, it's like, yeah, we want to share. We want to do all these things. But then the wounded inner child, I'll go there. The wounded inner child is like, no, it's okay. We're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to stay right here where it's safe. And I mean, sure, that was serving then for the four-year-old. But as an adult now, I'm learning that um, these limiting beliefs really just showed how um, I felt like I was unworthy. And in the journey of self-love and self-acceptance, I get to revisit those wounds, um, redirect a new, or recreate a new narrative that actually allows me to uh, embrace the fact that I am worthy and that I can accept myself and I am worthy of my own self-love and discoveries so that way I can actually live connected to my heart space so you don't know what you don't know until you really just investigate like what it is that's that's uh coming up for you whether your patterns are always going to tell you something right and um I'm grateful for this breakthrough and even discovering what was um underneath it all because I had a problem in receiving And that problem in receiving was because of the limiting belief that I didn't deserve to receive. (laughs) So, I mean, you can see how that starts to affect all these other areas of life. So it's, um, it's been a great service to be able to, to go into that. So, so if anyone resonates with that, I mean, I invite you to actually explore, um, what are some possible limiting beliefs? Um, like what's showing up in your life? And why do you think you have them? Because you, you, you never know. You, these small changes make such huge shifts in your life. So um, I'm going to go on to asking you ladies, why do you think you have these limiting beliefs? <laughs> How about you, Zian? Um. Well, I definitely got that, like what I shared just now, the story from, of me growing up with my grandmother. But then when I think about it, um, I think that culture or that um, the way she brings up her family got um, into my mother. And I think in a much lesser way, I could feel that sometimes my mother reacts in the same way, that in her mind, um, perhaps the male of the family have the last say versus the females. And it's a very strange feeling because um, this limiting belief is being placed upon me from the woman in my life. So it's a very strange feeling because I'm like, but 
but you're a girl, so you understand that, you know, why would, why would you say that? But then I understand because my love for her and I understand why my mother said that because of her upbringing with her experience as a child with my grandmother. So I could see how generations have that. Well, I'm lucky because I've got two girls, so I don't have to deal with that, <laughs> you know. Um, but I think um, how that affects me in many areas of my life, whether it's in writing my paper or whether I'm holding back of my own opinions when it comes to work, in meetings, or even when I have a wild creative idea that I think it will work, but I kind of hold back and not say it because I think that oh, maybe my opinions doesn't matter. Maybe I should just, you know, stay low, keep quiet. And, and then someone else says that creative idea, go, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, but it's, uh, I think, it's a realization as well, you know, to be constantly aware and conscious that, oh, this is where it stems from and I should be aware of this. And every time when I, that inner voice or that little voice that say, hey, don't say anything. Hey, don't, your opinion doesn't matter. You're not good enough. Just stay low. Whenever that little voice comes up and it does, I think it's the other voice, you know, the, the grown up mature me that, would be able to silence that voice and go like, no, just say it. There's no right or wrong. Just, just voice your opinions. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What about you, Jen? Oh, Zian, you said it so beautifully. Just say it. Your opinion matters. It's, I mean, especially I think um, for us sometimes as women, like it can be difficult to sometimes voice like how what we're feeling, how we're feeling about something what our real thoughts are on certain decisions uh, because sometimes we may occasionally let quote unquote louder voices speak up and then we kind of get lost in all the loud voices. Um, for me um, with that question, why do you think you have these limiting beliefs? I'm brought to another limiting belief that I'm currently working through right now, which is, um, and I'll tell you why it, it's, it's come up for me a lot lately. So I have been, uh, to all my, our viewers and listeners out there, when you get to a certain time of life, age wise, you start really want, want, wanting to see like, okay, what do I want to do in terms of like long-term commitment and long-term X, Y, Z. And in my case, it's who do I want to commit to long-term? And when it comes to where I'm at right now, I know with regards to my loved ones, I know they're starting to ask me those questions. And for all the women out there, if you've got that question, like, oh, honey, when are you going to get married? Oh, honey, when are you going to have kids? You know, all of these different things. It's been coming up a lot more amongst people that I know and love. And, um, and one of the things that I know, somebody who loves me dearly said, I do not want to see you, you know, alone when you get older, Jen. I don't wanna see you be alone when you get older. I'm, you know, I want you to find somebody who can love you, who can take care of you, who can do X, Y, Z. And, and of course the thoughts about the whole fear of being alone, you know, is being alone really a limiting belief in itself? Because I know for me, I, the last couple of years, I've had to really do a lot of stuff, almost in a sense, alone. You know, there have been certain challenges, certain things that have come up where I felt like I had to step up and I had to lead and I had to do X, Y, Z. And I felt like I was kind of alone in 
leading in, in providing the care and the support that so many of my loved ones needed. And there was a sense where somebody told me, it wasn't that you were alone, Jen, it was that you were building your courage. You were building your strength during that time that you were alone mm. all those years, or you that you felt alone. And so now that I think about it, and the, the limiting belief that, hey, what if I do end up alone? It's, it's actually something where I'm like, you know what? I shouldn't even think about that. Like, it shouldn't be something that I should believe will happen. I should really be focusing on just my happiness. What makes me happy? What brings me joy? What, you know, makes my heart feel good? And as much as others want to see me partnered, I, I think I'm at a place where I'm comfortable with being on my own. And I'm starting to feel like, yeah, Jen, you can travel on your own. You can take yourself on little mini solo vacations. You can have your own home that is your own home. And it doesn't have to necessarily be with somebody. It could be yours. And mm -hmm. there are all these things that I'm starting to see I can do without the idea of having someone in partnership. It's something I do want, but it's not something that I'm afraid I won't have because I know the universe will work in my favor. And yeah eventually someone in my life who I can share all this with but again if you have that limiting belief about being alone just when you finally get so comfortable with the quiet and with yourself and with the hobbies and the passions that you have that you can really embrace during those times when you're alone it's an it feels so good guys I mean I highly recommend that you take time for yourselves to get to know yourself and have that alone time and and learn to love having alone time yeah, be in relationship with you, you know, because you're never truly, really alone. I mean, even with your shared gen, like you weren't even alone then because you still had your support systems and your groups and the the people that you love that, as friends. So it's like that's a limiting perception to think that um, what I'm hearing you say is that just be open to the possibilities and what really is there. Um, once you expand your perspective, it's that's all reality is, is perspective. Mm -hmm. So why not continue leaning into the possibilities rather than choosing the space of limitation? So the only prison that there really is, is the one within your mind. Um, now to draw it back to the question, uh, why do we have these limiting beliefs? It's well, for me, in my opinion, that would be um, for two reasons. One, the world, our family, the environment says so. And two, um, or, and or two, we say so. We make the decision to have that belief that it serves us. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, um, we, we, we have the opportunity to be able to like hone into our power and uh, make new decisions and create new perspectives, essentially. So um, I guess, what do we do now that you may or may not be aware of your limiting beliefs? And how do we shift out of that? So what I could say now, um, especially coming to the awarenesses of what I've discovered is that I can now surrender the story of why the limiting beliefs are serving and um, trust my heart's wisdom. And when I do that, I can begin destroying the walls of the limitation. Once I just surrender to the truth of what I, I am creating, the truth that I do know, that um, the possibilities of what is pop, what, what worlds I can create now, 
um, outside of the limiting belief of I can't do this or that'll never happen to me or I don't deserve this. Um, only the X, Y, Z get that. Uh, like these are all limitations, right? It's not possible for me. Is any of this familiar to anyone who's listening? So, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty common things that um, our shadows, our shadow aspects might bring up or the little voices from other people that we hear is like, oh, you're not good enough or you're not enough. Um, these are all limitations. Surrender the narrative and um, lean into the possibilities because you don't know what you don't know. And um, even, even living in the fear of the limitation is still an uncertain zone. And so is the, the future of what is possible that's also unknown. So take a risk, do something completely new. And um, in travel, navigate the world without of the inner child because the inner child that is whole because the inner child is daring and tenacious and charismatic and exciting and essentially love, like just the love of life, curiosity, joy, doing something fun, um, creating, playing, like that's, that's the, the space of possibility that I feel like kids really do teach us to remind us to like snap back into because this is our this is our world and what we make of it so and we are responsible for our perspectives so yeah <laughs> um i love that jazzy i okay. love what you said about how you know we are responsible for our perspective and to um great extent i agree with you and i think that in order for us to get out this self-belief at least it works for me it works both ways first internal and second externally internally like what you said we are responsible for our own self-belief so when i catch myself in that mode of limiting self-belief and i realize that happens a lot when i'm tired time of the month not having eaten, haven't bathed, you know, like just when I'm physically uncomfortable, I notice then my limiting self-belief will creep in. And then it is up to me and my responsibility to catch that limiting self-belief. And internally, I need to know that, hey, that's not me talking. That's like my seven-year-old talking, you know, so I'm an adult now that does not affect me. So that's, one thing internally externally I think every time when I think I'm not good enough or my opinions doesn't matter and I take that step to go like no I'm gonna voice out this opinion of mine in a nice way you know not just like like a crazy girl but you know <laughs> when I attempt to voice out externally when someone aligns approve or accepts the ideas that I mentioned externally I think what it helps is that it affirms that self that, you know, hey, your opinions really matter. Hey, that was a good idea. Hey, I'm glad you said that. So it helps in that way. But I also remind myself that externally, when I don't get that affirmation, when my ideas get dismissed or when my voices are not heard, it is not a vote of the seven-year-old that goes like, hey, I see, I told you, your ideas are not good enough. It is not that. But it's just that at that moment, 
you know, in that context, it's just that the idea is probably not appropriate or suitable at that moment, you know, business ideas or whatever. But it is not a vote of that limiting self-belief, but it is just a simple as it's not now. The idea is not great now, but we will revisit the idea. It doesn't stop me from, you know, going into that whole, like, see, I told you, you know, you shouldn't have said anything, you know, like, it doesn't go, I shouldn't go into that. But externally, whenever someone does not agree or aligns with my idea, it's just like, oh, okay, it doesn't work. I'll come back to it. Yeah, that's how I do it. What about you, Jen? Well, first, Jazzy, thank you for saying about the whole shift in perspective, because I'm glad you brought it full circle for us when it comes to limiting beliefs, which is, yeah. yes, there are times in our lives where we may feel like certain things are a certain, certain way because our minds play, our mind plays tricks on us and yeah. makes us believe that certain things are real. And like you, there's a, the acronym, the fear, you know, false evidence appearing real that you've mentioned in other Lotus chats. And then face everything and rise. Exactly. And I think you know, I've realized like as, as I've gone through my whole, you know, everything that's happened so far in my life that I, as much as I thought that I was alone, I did have a support system. And it was just that it was that kind of what I think what for me, what I realized what I was doing was there were times when I felt like I was uh, like not being open to sharing what was going on in my life with too many people. Cause I wasn't comfortable with it. Like sometimes you don't feel comfortable opening up and that could be another limiting belief that you have. You don't feel comfortable sharing your, you know, what's going on in your life or sharing certain things that you might be feeling or going through. But anyways, bringing it full circle, guys, there are ways that you can work through these limiting beliefs, especially if you have a support system around you, friends, uh, you know, a counselor, uh, someone that you can go and speak with about some of the things that you're working through. You can even join, uh, you know, a program like, us like here at Lotus Chat, where we all went through this transformative program to help us kind of put a, fa a, a face to and a name to some of those limiting beliefs that we had and where they, those came from. And if you ever want to, you know, reach out to us to ask us what that was, we can definitely give you the information on that too. There's so many programs out there. And I know a couple of us have actually attended more than one. So definitely a lot of great information out there for you guys. And like I said, just keep working on it. And when those limiting beliefs come up, just ask yourself, why is it there? And know that you can get on the other side of it. it it's going to take time, but there is, you know, you can get over the mountain and you will get there. And we're here to support you on that too. And I want to add one more thing, which is um, limiting beliefs are an illusion. And you would only be delusional to uphold that illusion and be victim to it. So free yourself, <laughs> free the way you think and free your heart from that. Because that's, I, I, I want to be the advocates to say that, um, you know, I, to end the suffering of um, limiting yourself and limiting your life, like, I want to encourage you all to just lead a fulfilling life. You know? So, so I love you all. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, um, Jen and Jazzy. And to all the listeners out there, I also want to encourage you with, um, with this, you know, limiting beliefs uh, was real. 
but it's no longer real anymore. So let's, you know, do something to really get out of, like Jen said, the other side of the mountain. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to and leaning into our conversations today. It's one of our most vulnerable conversations. I love it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, it takes a lot of courage to say what we said. <laughs> And um, I just want to uh, encourage you, if you like what you hear just now, you know, please click like, follow, subscribe to our Lotus Chat on YouTube and Spotify. And if you have any limiting self-belief that you want to kind of discuss with us, our channels are open. Email us at lotuschatworldwide at gmail.com. And that's it from me. I'm Zian signing off. Bye. Bye. <laughs>